0: Again, everybody for Leverage Radio. Today we have with us Debojit Das Gupta. He is one of the competitors at this year's Leverage Tournament. Um, he's also been training with the Institute of Jiu-Jitsu for about six years now. He trains under Rohit Basudevan. Uh Devo, welcome to the show, man. How's it going? Hey, thanks, Mohit. Uh, it's a pleasure to be
1: here. It's good, man. Like, uh, yeah, we are all yeah, just coping with the COVID situation and. Seeing how everything else fits in.
2: Are you coping? Because uh, I mean, every day is like uh, for me, at least, personally speaking. Some days are great. Some days are oh my god! I want to shoot myself in the leg. But <laughs> how, how have you been coping with this, man? You look seem to be in good spirits compared to us. I, I think I'm just happy to be here on the podcast. But <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: but yeah, dude, I've I've been going through like lots of. Uh, like lows and highs I guess like I think it's mostly about like going coming out of the routine of our usual like practice and mm-hmm. even if things are not going right you know like you have something to look forward to and in this current situation I think that made us made me look back at things prioritize things and uh, at least try out a few other things other than Jiu Jitsu I guess yeah So, so yeah, g- definitely give us hope. an
0: example of uh, what have you been like what what are these thoughts that you have had and what are these new things that you're trying
1: uh, uh mostly it will be around work uh, work related so have, like over the last one year i've like kind of doing this full time like being with ijj and uh, uh yeah so in in my free time now i'm trying to like help my wife out for like some content stuff sometimes uh helping out 411 with with the business a little bit uh yeah, so those things all are new on my plate, so it gets overwhelming a little bit sometimes. But yeah, I guess
2: uh, we are all learning and uh, yeah, yeah. So we are picking the, up skills. Yeah, we had the four one one guys, and they mentioned that you came on board with them. Uh, and, right, I, I I heard that podcast. Yeah, it was and pretty fun I, actually. More I was extra excited because I do. I think Saikat and Parash have stopped training. So to have an active person who trains is actually quite exciting for us because uh, I think that had stopped training and we were trying to coerce Parash to train. But it's good now that you train. So now
0: uh, we have somebody on board who... Uh, One of the 411 team members who's a fully active competitor. and Yeah, I think like...
1: Uh, yeah, we, we spoke about this. I feel like both of them always have been wanting to come back and... Uh, something or the other comes in the way right so and and i've been telling them like uh, like if you're not if you're not training at least like part-time not you'd not be a full-time like trainer but uh practitioner yeah. but if you are if you are with the community training together at least you will have a better feel uh better connect with everyone around you and it's just like uh it's just a uh, better way to deal with your like stress, everyday stress. Anyway, so yeah.
2: I feel also as uh, as somebody who competes and somebody who trains regularly, you'll have more of an insight as to what the customer wants. Uh, right. And I think um, so. So you just got on board with them, and um, what are you looking to do differently with these guys, man? That's pretty awesome. Uh
1: so so basically, like uh, because Cygat uh, when he started, I've been friends with Saigat for a long time, and uh, uh, 411 the, from the concept phase we have been around this thing but I had a very bird's eye view of things that he had been doing so off late over the last 3-4 months I've been more uh, uh, right now I would say I'm just getting to know the system like uh, understanding what are our like core values uh, understanding what we are striving to achieve here uh, as 411 because one thing I right now it's becoming more more uh, apparent to me that like all ideas are good right like every idea can be a million dollar idea but it's it's during the implementation and execution that you see like all the all the other other aspects so right now i think i'm i'm trying to understand like what's practical and like uh, what's feasible in a timeline but at the same time i'm i'm a very idealist kind of a guy so i think i have like high expectations uh, from myself and i uh, 411 so let's see like let's see if we can push each other to like get things done but uh, as for like how things we how we are doing things differently i think um, uh, not 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 too much like uh, 411 has always been about like uh, about like serving the Jiu-Jitsu community right now i think we are just we are just exploring other options of uh, reaching out to the mma community because i feel uh, we have a strong connect there as well uh, yeah. most gyms like yourself cross train everyone ha- dabbles in mma if even if not as seriously as you guys uh, so yeah i think the uh, like that way we are just like branching out a little bit but how we do things differently i guess you'll just like you'll just see along the way like uh, uh, one one thing that uh, I could definitely uh, share with you guys. Is is just like the messaging that we are putting out on our social media content and like things that we are trying to do with our social media. Uh, I feel that's a fresh approach that we are trying. Uh, right. That's what I let's say, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Finish. Yeah. That that's about it. Like I I could say like that is something in short time that we are doing and people can see it. Everything else is on the books. As long as it's not out there, I don't think we can really like say if it's been done. But, yeah, like, uh, we definitely have a uh, have a good approach to things, yeah.
2: That's pretty cool, man, because, um, in fact, in the last two, two and a half weeks, I've noticed that somebody else has been handling, or somebody has been actively handling 411, which was a little dormant uh, before that. Um, okay. and now, the posts which are shooting out regularly, which is why at the beginning of this, I was asking if you messaged me, because I wasn't sure who was messaging right, me. Right, right. confused. But yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Um, So you have been with IJJ for how long? How long have you been working with them? How long have you been training with
1: them? Uh, So I started training under Rohit uh, in 2013. Uh, We started in a place. uh, It was called Energy Fitness that time. So I used to train Judo at that place. And then uh, I just came. I used to work out in the same gym. Came across a friend, introduced me to Rohit, uh, to the classes basically. uh, Fell in love immediately. And then ever since then, I think, uh, I just kept training, uh, never really, uh, never really had a directional sense as to what I want to do with IJJ or Jutsu. I just like kept training, uh, over the last two years, I would say I got more involved as like, I, as a, as an, as an assistant instructor and, and, and just like helping out Rohit with the overall workload. So, so that eventually, uh, just just like percolating to a little bit more responsibilities at IJG. Yeah, that's about it.
2: So, so you assist with classes or you take classes? What's this? What's uh, your...
1: So I predominantly, I've always been the Uki. Uh, so like I'm the best Uki in the world. Like <laughs> I would like, uh, yeah, but uh, last couple of years, uh, we started like a beginner's batch, uh, which, uh, which we felt like was the need of the hour because Rohit's classes were like extremely, uh, uh, like i would say like sometimes too too daunting for like a beginner to attend that class uh, so we started a beginners batch i kind of took care of that uh, for almost a year and a half uh, and 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 nihal who is our other instructor he used to take the beginners batch in the evening but that that was uh, been running for a while so i introduced the beginners batch in the morning so i used to take care of that yeah nihal is
2: uh, nihal joseph right yeah he's good yep. he's- Recently got his videos also. Yes, yes, he's amazing. Yeah. So you, you, you taught the beginners class for a year and a half, man. Shit, you're a patient guy. (laughs) I like. I I don't think it compares to anywhere where you and Rohit, like you guys, have been doing this for a much longer time. Yeah. So Mohit, so uh, we have a branch in Jaipur, which um, uh, basically Mohit was running completely. And so Mohit was also doing something very similar. He was teaching basically raw students for how long Mohit? About two and a half years. He had hair basically before that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so it was really, really tough. And I remember Mohit, he used to get so fed up. Um, But, you know, we used to have beginners here also. But when Mohit used to come here and teach those guys, he used to be okay with it Mm -hmm. for some reason. And when you used to go back to Jaipur, you'd be like, shit, man, I can't do this anymore. So
0: in all fairness, a bunch of the Jaipur guys do listen to this. So shout out to my team. And the fact that, you know, there's um, even in the beginners thing, there's always going to be one or two people that stand out that are really good. And, you know, even they provide enough motivation. uh, Let's say out of 10 people, uh, in your beginner's program, if even one or two guys are half decent or pretty good and they understand it or they've, you know, uh, done their research or they watch. Yeah, I, I mean Sandeep Meena and Jaivin, um So it motivates you a lot to do it. Like I remember in when we started in 2018, so the first month we opened the academy, we did a lot of marketing, we put a lot of money in it. And we got about 35 signups in the first month alone, which is fucking good for a city that had no MMA, no jujitsu, none of that. Um, But in Feb the next month, only two people showed up to class. And one of the guys who showed up has basically now been with us for two and a half years and he's, and he's quite decent. So, you know, small things like that, that Compel you to stick around and give it your hundred percent if you know you really give a shit about it um which I, it seems like you guys do all your guys do that uh we just recently had a chat with asha we've spoken to Pew she's spoken to rohit and the one thing that comes across from everybody from i j j is like you all believe uh in your craft, you guys believe in your training and in your gym and um you know, it's nice to hear from people who share that same sort of sentiment because for a lot of us, like, you don't know what you're going to do with jiu how you're going to make it work. You just love training it. And then you kind of like, okay, what do I got to do? Um, and it helps, of course, having guys like Ashwin and Rohit in your corner who tirelessly will support uh, your work as well. So... It's been a rewarding experience, definitely. So let's not shit on the Jaipur guys too much. No,
2: oh, no, I'm not uh, shit on them. I'm just saying that <laughs> after I used to shit on you, Mohit used to shit on you. I'm not. Me, <laughs> 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 personally, I love the guys that I went out. Yeah, yeah. Sure.
1: So how long, how long has the Jaipur classes been going on?
0: About, uh, we're in our third year now. Um, okay. Yes, But uh, with this corona thing, man, I don't know what's going on. I haven't been able to go back there for now three months. Um, So one thing is having your academy close by where you can just, you know, I'll just pop over and make sure things are going smoothly. But last time I remember in Jaipur, bro, there was like leakage in the
2: walls and shit like that. So uh, Leakage in the walls is still okay. Remember when, so we used to have a gym in... Very close to our existing, pre-existing gym. And what used to happen in that gym is the bathrooms used to flood. And so one day we walked into our academy and there was three there was three feet of water just covering the whole academy. It turned into a swamp. These are the kind of issues we suffer here in Gurgaon. Uh, but in Bangalore, uh, your current... so. Rohit mentioned this to us. Asha mentioned this. Uh, what's happening with your location right now? What's the update on IJJ in Bangalore? Right. So,
1: so basically, we
2: we are moving out of the current place.
1: Uh, it kind of happened in a weird situation. So we were already uh, considering moving out because the rent was going up and like stuff like that. So we and we wanted a bigger space uh, for for our like for our needs uh, so everything came to like st- we were planning things around that and then suddenly corona hit uh, I think so we just went with with it and like we decided that we'll just uh, uh, we'll, we'll vacate the place uh, uh, we are, so right now we are not sure as to where we are moving out to finally like we have a, like we have set up a few uh, we are calling it like satellite centers so we are we kind of uh, set up multiple spots around Bangalore, so which is pretty cool. Like people are already uh, starting to get together, and like in maybe like in pairs, they're starting to train. Uh, so for the for the next few months, I think that's how it's gonna be. Uh, we are actively looking for a space uh, around Bangalore. We have a few friends who are helping us out for scouting a place. Uh, but yeah, right now, we do not have a visibility as to where uh, our place will be. But I think we have to factor in like location, budget, and like we don't, we want our existing crowd to be there uh, as yeah. much as possible and not stray too far out. But uh, we had, we had like in the current, like previously, I'm sure me and Rohit would have said that no, we will stick to the current area and like, just like, because that that's convenient for most of us, but I think right now we are very flexible as to like uh, based on other factors and like the current situation. So yeah, let's see. Uh, hoping for like in the in the next couple of months, I think we should have a, a spot and like everything should be up and running. Awesome.
0: So so um, you are competing in leverage this year with yep. uh, COVID and all. Uh, how has preparation been? Um, What have you been up to really? Uh, Of like
1: last couple of months, I would say it was mostly like just conditioning work and uh, maybe doing some visualizations, uh, coach helping me out with uh, uh, some some drills like where, where I can just like go, some mental maps where you can go through certain drills, like uh, like regular stuff, so that we are uh, we stay sharp in our games. Uh, other than that, not much really. Like off late, we are starting to like in the sense. Uh, I have a small match space, so coach comes over, so we'll do a few drills. But it's I would I can't say if it's like if it will keep us competition ready. Uh, we definitely need more training to become competition ready. But I think we are just like. Uh, we are approaching it from a different point of view. Like we are just, uh, we're just keeping it fresh and like uh, not making it too taxing for
0: us right now. Nice. And um, tell us about your ADCC run. How uh, was this your first time competing uh, uh, at the event?
1: Yes. At, at ADCC. Yes. Uh, this was the second episode of ADCC, right? So yeah, uh, this yeah. was the first time we did, uh, about the run, the run wasn't like at all like up to our expectations. To my expectations, uh, I going against coach in the same division, like, you know, like uh, I knew that like uh, where the goal is going with Rohit. But I, I thought I, I would do much better in my division. Uh, Sean, your guy, he, uh, he, he got me in the first round itself. Uh but you caught him back. I
0: remember. You returned. You returned the favor, though. <laughs> that
1: that I, I would say, like that was the only thing that I took out of ADCC. Like that just gave me some joy. Like as much as I don't want to address that,
0: but yeah. Sean will be listening to this. Yes,
1: for sure. Like we we have spoken about this, and like uh, yeah, I think I think it was it was fun. Like at the uh, initially going into ADCC, I think one thing that definitely. Uh, was more of a mental block. Was in 2019, our uh, uh, like 2018 we competed a lot, like we did pretty well. Like, all of us were like, uh, other than Rohit, we were like all white belts, and like we were competing. Uh, we did Singapore, then did a Delhi uh, SDJIF tournament, I think, and then one in Bangalore. But in 2019, it was a complete dry spell where we did not compete at all. There was one tournament towards the end where uh, I, I just ref it left in that comp- uh, the competition so i think the mental uh, sharpness was not there uh, and we we experienced i definitely experienced it and 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 it's not just like the mental sharpness uh, even if i had the same mental sharpness as my previous competitions i think i would have still fallen short because the level of the game went up like we could sense that the level of the game went up so uh, uh, and Rohit talks about this, like he spoke about this to us as well, like where, like he felt his mental game go up, right, like to to be able to uh, compete at that level. I feel that's where I definitely had a, a huge learning experience, where I think I was taking things like, uh, uh, I would say like just a mental block, uh, the loss, with Sean actually like uh, set me a little free, and I I I like I, I remember like I was being called out for. Uh, the absolute division with Bulkit and uh, as I'm walking on the match space I'm like thinking should I even do this like I just lost my match and should I even compete and uh, and like all the doubts right like so whatever so post that loss I actually like stopped thinking about too much about like uh, what I should like what's the end result and I think I did uh, much better of course uh, because I didn't lose the first (laughs) match (laughs) so so yeah that kind of helped me out dude like uh I think it was a very interesting run though like overall it was an amazing learning experience right from the camp like the camp was uh, very extensive like this time uh, the approach to our camp was very different as well so yeah how long was the camp uh i would say about um six weeks i would say six weeks like more or less like we we would have been thinking about it for a while but like uh, extensively, our preparation went up like over the last a month or six weeks. Yeah, In
2: six weeks is you training once a day, twice a day, or thrice a day. How long? How many times? Uh, no, no. I think uh, for most of us, it. for for
1: a few of them, I think they were doing twice a session, uh, twice a week, uh, twice a day sessions. Uh, for me, it was always uh, once a day but uh, it'll be a it will be a long, long session, session sometimes
2: long session yeah, yeah. Right. right right and uh what do you walk around at man so what is your uh, weight right now and you you i mean for the minus 66 do you cut weight uh I'm
1: I've been around 64 for like almost three years now so right today I was uh, uh, 63.3 actually today I weighed. Uh, so I went had to cut but it's so frustrating like uh, like me and coach used to be in the same division for the longest time and he has been bulking up like anything so uh, I think I need to really work on my strength and conditioning and diet plan like <laughs> I need to put on some muscle oh man
0: oh, perfect that brings me to my exact next question um in a week uh let's say there's no corona or whatever uh what do you do for strength and conditioning how many times do you lift
1: so uh in our schedule like i would say three times a week so uh, i i just follow like like pre covid my strength and conditioning plan was Whatever coach asks us to do, I just follow along. I wouldn't put my mind to it. Uh, I feel that's a positive change that has occurred right now, where I'm actually like thinking about my uh, specific uh, SNC needs, and uh, I'm trying to tweak around with that. But yeah, like if it's a normal uh, uh, pre-COVID, like uh, we would be working out uh, lifting weights uh, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays in the morning, post morning session.
0: Nice and. Um... Uh, what about for flexibility uh, anything specific or because uh, rohit said he doesn't do too much uh, in the way of yoga per se but he does make sure that everyone stretches out 40 minutes a week
1: yeah 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 same, around around the same thing i would i i would say i even bunk some of those stretching classes <laughs> but i'm starting to feel that dude. like i'm i'm starting to feel uh, the need for like stretching extensively So, yeah, I'm I'm
2: starting to. I'll ask you this. How old do you think I am? Uh, 28. 28 ish. I'm 31. 31. cool, cool.
1: Close enough. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, like even in my patch, people will be like, you don't look 31. That's my genes, I guess. No, but you've been married a while? Uh, Not a while, like I've been in a relationship uh, for quite some time, but I got married in 2018 December. Oh shit.
0: Mohit got married what? Last year Mohit in December? Six months ago, 2019 December. Oh,
1: awesome.
0: And And, uh, I'm 30 as well, so you and I have a lot more in common than most of these guys.
2: (laughs) Oh, but so how how does that work? I mean, uh, um, coming home, sore sometimes injured uh (laughs) uh, um, and then
0: telling them no no i must do this i love it
2: (laughs) (laughs) how does that work with you guys man i mean i i I don't know because i mean obviously i'm not married but like is otherwise cool with it what are the reactions to how hard you guys are training and
1: like I would like to say she's fine with it, but I don't think I gave her an option. Like in this jujitsu, like just, uh, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, I would say I'm just blessed, like that she does not really get in the way of my jujitsu training. Like in the sense she, she she's like, yeah, the, as long as uh, uh, it does not affect other things in our lives. So yeah, <laughs> I, I try to keep that balance. Uh, but, but that's, uh, It's not easy. For sure. And like, uh, Right now if if I look at my schedule, it's around So, It's like either IJJ people working with IJJ or like Gosh. people around. So everything's like taken over. So so I I guess like now we are like she has been seeing this for quite some time, like six, seven years. So so I think like no, but how do you I'm do not you too worried need, about
2: that? How do you like how do you guys manage to let's say, okay, I've had a six hour day, I've trained for six hours in a day. How do you come home and like have the energy to then essentially converse?
1: (laughs) I would, I would ask Mohit the same question. (laughs) Uh,
0: So (laughs) I would say a lot of coffee uh, helps, Uh, but to be honest, if I don't feel like talking on the day, we may not talk that much. It's usually like how was training. Oh, it was fucking great. Oh, it was terrible. And um, I think it also depends on the energy you come home with. Like, let's say you haven't eaten well the whole day and you've had a grueling session and you're just like fucking exhausted. All you want to do is eat and sleep. Uh, I'm fortunate enough. And it sounds like you're fortunate enough also that uh, our partners just say, okay, cool, I can see that you're tired. Do your thing, whatever it is. We can talk about it tomorrow. So it's not um, like, I don't think anyone would get married if they, I hope they don't, where they have those like sort of naggy, I want to talk to you. So, um, I think that's where, uh, it matters. Like you picking the right partner. Yeah. Debo we on the right. I'm on the. Yeah.
1: I guess so. Yeah, I guess. Um, I think only
2: Ashwin can like eventually tell us like if we got that right. No. no. See, I train. I, I'm in the gym all day. Right? I'm in the gym from the morning to the evening. So by the time I get home, I I'm not a very for a guy who's running a podcast with Mohit, I'm not a very approachable and talkative kind of person. So, so by the time I get home, I can grunt at max. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really the talkative kind of, I mean, you know, I, I can't, I can't, I don't understand how you guys um, gain the energy to actually like, I, I'm learning slowly to take time out and actually uh, prioritize these things because I'm recently learning that you have to take time out and actually make time. Uh-huh. I can only imagine that. You heard it
0: here first, folks.
2: Revelations. (laughs) Way, way harder, right?
0: Of course it is, man. Like, if you're married to someone, I I think this is, uh, I mean, it's a tough thing. It's not easy because when you're in this kind of a relationship, like you have, uh, everyone has their own individual path, right? Like, everyone's doing their own thing. So you want somebody who is, um, kind of entrenched in their own world can do it really well, but is not like overbearing on you. I mean, that's what I have. Fortunately. Uh, I mean, it's whatever 10, 11 o'clock at night. We do this uh, twice, thrice a week. And she's in the 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 podcast. podcast. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, we've had a full day of work and training and she's in the next room working as well, doing whatever her work is.
2: Um, so cool, man. We get it. It's work. Is uh, Is Rohit married? I can't remember. I don't think he is, no, right? No, he's not. He's Head coaches
0: not. can't be. Danner said, "You can only get married at fifty, and even no. then, don't do it."
2: Wait, Danner's way over fifty, right? Uh, he's a, Did Danner yeah. actually say that? Like, was?
0: Yeah, that's one of his quotes.
2: What, oh, wow. <laughs> what shit.
0: So Deva, why don't you tell us in your household how, how does it work?
1: Uh very similar, dude. Like, so for me, uh, I, I I I understand like what uh, Ashwin has a concern. Like, it's definitely see, it's very difficult seeing new people for sure. Like, if you're training like as much as we do and like uh, uh, taking the time out to meet new people, that's definitely difficult. Like, I haven't made new friends in like. Ages, <laughs> right so uh, for me luckily i've been with my partner for like since college so Jiu-Jitsu came into the picture much later uh, but yeah we slowly saw how much it consumed me uh, but yeah i think that made it easier for us like uh, and and i'm like you like mohit you said like she's also like uh, she works and she's extremely busy with her work so i think that helps uh, uh, every sure. once in a while like we have uh, like i'll i'll be back from the gym we'll try to check in like in the sense like some days i'll be like full uh, like uh, ashwin said like i can probably grunt that day <laughs> so on those days like uh, uh, we, we 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 stick to our uh, usual uh, routines other days we we'll probably have a chat and then again go back to our uh, usual routines type of but yeah uh, it it definitely helps if you have a partner who uh, like understands like the the fact that you are doing Jiu Jitsu and like with Jiu Jitsu we are trying to achieve we are trying to make things happen out of nothing uh, so having someone who understands and appreciates that that's definitely a big thing
0: yeah for sure like um, without a doubt so Ashwin there you go you have heard it from two expert married guys
2: expert you guys he's two years well, you've been married six months
0: well but to be fair, um, so the other thing I would also, since we are talking about this, um, a in marriage? I um, like we've been in a relationship for about three plus years and we lived together for some time, like in Jaipur, she moved with me uh, to Jaipur while I had the academy there. And by living with her first, I was like, okay, yeah, this, this can work. Like we've done the dry run. Now uh, you can definitely go ahead with uh, longer term plans. So I would recommend everybody to do that. Like if you're thinking of getting married to someone ever.
2: First open this... a gym in a, in a small city. And no, don't, have...
0: don't open a gym in a small city. Just live with them for a while. See if uh, you can acclimate.
2: And um,
0: if not, then... <laughs> You dodge the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: that's some great advice, Mohit.
1: Yeah, I, I think I would agree to that. Like uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> living in uh, before you actually like take take the call definitely helps. Like like for me, I would say like it was we uh, never an option. Like the like we were in it for a while, but I could I could totally sense the like what more is saying, I I could totally uh, uh, see the value in having gone through that phase and uh, post that. Uh, and don't get me wrong. Things still change. Dude. Like uh, my wife says that nothing changed. And I still say like a uh, lot of the things change after marriage, but uh, you still have an experience of living together and, uh, and, the, and the routine around it. So yeah.
0: As, as a kid, you never think you're going to get married, you know, it's weird. Like, um, I, Honestly, for one, I never thought I'd be 25 years, 30 years old. What but were you
2: thinking? You'd skip from 24, 31. I
0: just couldn't look past 18 or 21 or something. College, college,
2: yeah, you didn't. The, the your, your abacus didn't go past 18, na? Basically, basically. <laughs> zero
0: zero foresight. So, uh, Debo, let's switch topics here. Uh, top 90 degree turn um any injuries you're dealing with or anything like that as a result of your training uh not my
1: training like uh, uh after the a d c c tournament i i had a uh minor what uh i don't i'm not exactly sure if like i did not get it uh, checked like with an expert, but I have like a nagging knee injury because of uh, uh, some heel hook attempts on my left leg. Uh, but I, but I've been, <laughs> but I've been, I've been uh, doing my re- like I did focus on my rehab pretty well strongly during the COVID. So now I'm now I'm okay. Like I'm I'm back to normal. Like I'm. Uh, you ever wake up without any pain? Uh, off late I have been yes. Uh, that, that's a good thing I guess, right? Uh, so, I don't
2: think that's happened with me in six years.
0: Dude, I've been training seven. for maybe four days, seven. and I'm like, in four days I had to miss one day because my ankle was hurting and shoulders hurting. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> but
2: no, I, keep I, up. I haven't woken up, and this is honest to God, a day <laughs> seven years where I haven't been in pain.
1: Man, is it like just from training, or is it because also of your uh, strength and conditioning, or do you guys even do any strength and conditioning?
2: Strength conditioning, I don't even count. Is this that soreness? Right. This is just like joint pain, bro. Like shoulder, knee, right, hip, lower back.
0: So, <laughs> so um, before all this COVID and whatever, whatever, um, we we train six days a week um ashwin trains maybe two or three sessions a day which includes a, a fair amount of drilling um rolling uh, teaching class uh, so he has a pretty packed day like that and on sundays was the day that we take break we don't do open mats on sundays because it's like everybody needs a break yeah so we would ask ashwin ke, bro sunday ko kuch karna uh, fun ke le, maze ke le, kuch karte hai? you know like Maybe have a beer, go out, get some fucking food or whatever. So he's like, no, I'm going to go rock climbing. Goes and does like three hours of rock climbing on Sunday. Uh, what's the plan after that? Oh, I'm I'm going to go swim a hundred laps next Sunday. I was like, man, Sunday is break day. Uh, so I think he's his own worst enemy in that case. Uh, okay, Firstly, but-
2: rock climbing, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Swimming doesn't hurt, but I don't recall telling you these things. I have spies all over the place, Ashwin. He tabs on you. We. I tried to take Mohit rock climbing once. He just sucks so bad, he gave up and left. He, just, he was, I, I Are you sure
1: you didn't put enough pressure on him to like do really well? <laughs> no,
2: it was still Rock climbing wasn't Mohit. Okay. <laughs> it was man. It was like completely relaxed. And I think Mohit's, uh, <laughs> Mohit's internet might have gone down. That's what happened. So, what do you do, man? Uh, do you, so, you said you left twice a week. Um, what do you do to recover? Because that's like a big issue for me. How do you actually um, reset and get ready for the next week?
1: Uh, honestly, like
2: uh, the schedule
1: that you go through, like I feel… I don't think we'll have any solution to that, right? Like you probably will still have like uh, the pain and like all the joint hurting all the time. But uh, for me, I feel like every uh, every once in a while, uh, if I go for a run or like uh, stuff like that, like I'll, I'll, I I I started running quite a bit like in 2019 because we were not competing. So uh, so that kind of was kind of a conditioning for me that helped that actually helped me get back to the maths uh, better so that is something i like rohit definitely hates it like he will never come running so but i, I kind of like it so yeah you could always give it a shot like uh, i i think what you do is pretty good like i i, I like doing that myself like uh, every once in a while like just going for uh, a rock climbing session or, or or just going for a lap or two i think i think that's my way of doing it as well. Like it just keeps it fun uh, because
2: the pain's not going away anytime. It's, I mean, for me, it's more like I'm just trying to get my mind off this thing that I'm doing all the time, dude. Anything to get the mind to do something else. But um, do you struggle to like put on weight? Because um, there are a couple of guys in your weight category in our, in my gym academy, Aman and Sean, and they really struggle to put on the kilos, even no matter how much they lift, um, their metabolic rates are just so... Incredibly quick that they just can't put on any size. Do you struggle with that problem? Uh, I think so. Like in the sense, like it's not
1: like I eat a lot and I have like uh, dedicated time to putting on. Like I would say, I'd never had like a plan to put on weight. Like uh, I just go with the feel of it, and if I lift, I'll see that i'm probably putting up like a kilo or something uh sometimes the diet just goes up but i feel like uh, we definitely need like a good uh, snc program and and a diet plan to if if you intend on uh, putting on putting on like uh, good muscle mass like uh, for me my uh, the best example that I've seen over the last one year is Rohit. Like he was uh, 64, 65 initially with me in the same weight division. Now he is like PR like 70 kgs of like uh, good lean muscle. Like, so uh, I would say like uh, the kind of uh, regimen that he goes through, like if, if, if we could, like, follow that, I think we could put on some masks, like, at least the uh, skinnier guys like us.
2: Did he uh, make his own uh, strength and conditioning program or does he have third-party do it?
1: Uh, we have a guy, like, uh, his name is Manju Kiran. So, he has been uh, working, uh, helping out in a... Uh, in a uh, not a gym per se, but it's like a, a physio center and they have like specialists, like they, they do SNC programs for football teams and everything. So uh, so he has been learning a lot. So he uh, kind of helped us out with initially to uh, lay a foundation of the SNC uh, program. So and like just the basic understanding of like mobility and uh, uh, strength, like activation work and doing like strength routines and, and the order of things like doing things. So I think Rohit just picked up from those, uh, picked up from those elements. And uh, I think he, I see him like uh, always sticking to uh, those elements, like when he is working on. So I think, uh, yeah, like uh, definitely informed from, uh, uh, from Manju, like Manjax, we, uh, but I think Rohit also does his own research sometimes,
2: yeah. That's pretty cool, man, because recently I mean I mean for the last couple of years I've also like i I've, I've got a strength and conditioning guy and he's really helped me and it's made a huge difference. The thing I struggle with most is eating clean now. I'm pretty sure I have like a food addiction issue because I cannot stop eating, especially now with like the stress of this coronavirus thing. I've just been eating everything okay. I can find. Uh, luckily, it's not drinking, could be worse, but it's eating. Do you like, do you struggle? What's your diet been like right now doing this thing? Uh, for me, I'm
1: I'm also a big, uh, I will not say if I'm a foodie or not, but I love, I love, uh, I love like to eat everything and anything. So uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm a, our diet at home is like very, uh, like we have a lot of non-vegetarian food. Uh, so yeah, mostly that, but we stick to eating clean food that way, like. Just home cooked food, but uh, yeah, we we definitely like every once in a while we'll just make key and like dunk on some it. Like so, <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, like uh, not very strict about diet. Uh, I just stick to like eating at home, uh, eating home food uh, mostly. Uh, what about you? Do you order do, order I, in
2: or or anything? Out, I eat at home. I eat in between those two periods and I eat everything and anything I find. Um, I'm a fat guy, bro. I can eat anything.
0: (laughs) I think part of the reason we train is um, so that we can eat whatever the fuck we want to. Like, (laughs) can't work this hard and then be like, no, no, I'm going to have only salads.
2: Salad, I don't know, but Mohit... So Mohit has got the quickest metabolic rate I've seen on any human alive. So Mohit will be in the middle of training and he will suddenly get hungry. Um he eats and then 90 minutes later, 90 minutes, no exaggeration, he has to eat again. And if Mohit doesn't get food, he turns into a basically like a he turns into a grumpy chair and he starts throwing yeah, okay,
0: that that That's fair. That's, that's legitimately fair. Like, uh, you know, uh, initially I used to get upset when people would say that, uh, you know, why are you getting so grumpy or why, you know, what's up? And then everybody kept saying it over, like now it's been a few years and everyone has told me at least once K I get really like pissy if I'm hungry. So since then I've decided I always just, can eat uh, and not wait for other people like to decide because a lot of times what happens is people are deciding. Oh, me go. Yeah, ni Khan. ni Jana. And I was like, forget all that shit. Like, just get me a burger. I'm good. That's great. That's good. So, uh, uh, what for so you? Like, are you also one of those kind of people that can eat basically whatever you want? And yeah, yeah, very mu- much, very much
1: start. like that. Like, yeah, I, uh, I, I can eat anything and everything. So I'm not very. Uh, I, I like to eat. Uh, good food for sure but uh, i'm not very fussy yeah i i will eat anything and everything
0: else. i generally like to open up my day with some fruits and coffee um <laughs> and, and then and, close it with beer and cheese <laughs> yeah mostly i had a burrito for dinner so uh uh it was pretty good
2: yeah the day very optimistic you know because he has a wife they get together sit together coffee no, she she says it
0: also she's like baby should i get you some fruit i'm like
2: okay cool <laughs> I'll take some what are you eating at night magic masala and a burrito don't lie to me
0: uh, after this I will go get a burrito for sure um, I'll, yeah at midnight I always do after our uh, recording sessions uh, I go and get snack
2: you actually go and eat after
0: this yeah I had one burrito for dinner I'm gonna have a second one for a second dinner <laughs> <laughs>
2: And have you have you, dude? Have you tried fasting? Have any of you guys tried fasting? I know Mohit hasn't because he doesn't have the. Uh, I have, I have. Uh, capacity, for it, so I'm going to ignore let, him. Let our let our guest speak.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> funny that you ask. We actually started a thing where uh, right now we are just doing like a uh, complete fast on the first of the month. I, so I just I stick to that. Like in the sense that just makes it easier to follow. So first of the month. Uh, uh me uh, my wife uh, we have been doing this uh, rohit also is has been doing it. we just started like i think 2 months back but prior to that uh, for a very long time and that this is in 20 uh, early 2019 when i was working still uh, i i used to do i think like because of the routine and everything so i started skipping breakfast i was a big breakfast person but then i stopped started doing like an if thing intermittent fasting that really helped me that uh, I was, I was a big proponent of that. I've, I've, I think mindlessly advised people, <laughs> <like> <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've tried that.
2: I think that definitely works for me. Like, uh, yep. No, but, uh, so what on the, this is what on the first of every month you just, you guys just don't
1: eat. Yep. Yep. Like, so uh, on the last day of the month, uh, say at 10, we have our last dinner. So till, and we will break the fast
2: ten on first, like ten PM on first. That's so I yeah. I I've, I've tried doing that every alternate day where I'm I'm fasting till about about eight, eight thirty PM and I um and then I eat next evening at the exact same time. And I mean it helps me keep my weight on point at least. That's what I've noticed. <laughs> every alternate day, did I get that right? Except Saturday, Sunday, which I uh-huh. I mean I eat trash. That's why I do this because I eat complete trash, <laughs> so I. <laughs> it's not like what Gary Tonin does; he just eats complete crap. That's what my weekend looks like. So during the week, I try to do this every alternate day. Yeah, but our, our we have like so my uh, work partner Jahangir, he does this every day. Yeah. Wow, for sure. Yeah, he fasts. Like is, so and- so
1: essentially, it's like an intermittent fasting thing. Like, what's the what's the fasting window like
2: like how so, do does- um so i'll tell you what i do so i eat at 8 30 uh, then i have a coffee if i'm doing a podcast at uh, at 10 and i'll have some fruits but it'll all be before 11 o'clock and then i'll eat the next day at eight thirty again oh okay but i've never been a breakfast guy like you mentioned uh-huh. and i'm sure that's something that comes with marriage doesn't it Moet?
0: What, not being a breakfast person or becoming a breakfast becoming
2: person? Becoming a breakfast person. Not really. I think... Um, You're telling me you used to get up and eat fruits by yourself earlier?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. When we
2: um, were, no, one second. When we were in Jaipur, I've heard stories about your breakfast, Mohit.
0: I mean, occasionally everyone has for breakfast, Yeah, come on.
2: Mohit used to have one samosa and a patty every day for breakfast.
0: Okay, so when I moved there, I was trying to save money. So, I would go to the local, like, whatever DMS type and just get a fresh aloo paddy with cheese. Mohit is
2: not trying to save money. Mohit's family runs a school. <laughs> oh, that fucking schools are not... Mohit has more than I wish they
0: ran a bank. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> but but funny thing,
1: like, in Rajasthan, we were in Rajasthan last year. Like, uh, in, in Jaipur, like, you could people are eating kachoris at 6 in bro. the morning <laughs> yeah that's breakfast like but it's amazing so, like the varieties of kachoris but yeah <laughs>
0: so on our way back from jaipur whenever we, we would drive out uh, usually early in the morning bro coffee houses were shut but kachori guys were everywhere in the city were open old city more, you know whatever the new suburbs and stuff and there are guys lined up there's like 6 8 Big dudes just like waiting. <laughs> it's a
2: different
0: culture, man, in different parts of the country.
2: Yeah, but just carb loading like that in the morning.
0: <laughs> I don't know how they do it, but then they, it's not exactly like people. No, has,
2: even the lassi guys, they do it. They open first thing in the morning. Yeah,
0: yeah, they do. They do. Chebhur food is actually not that great, to be honest. Like, I've eaten. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, you're lucky in Bangalore though, right? I mean, you guys have, well,
0: beef. Yeah. I don't know if you can say that on this. Oh,
2: no. I know. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah,
1: definitely like in, uh, uh, in Bangalore. I, for myself, I can speak for myself. I know countless of other people who would probably have this uh, like notion of not eating beef ever. Uh, for whatever reasons but everyone gets converted if they, once they come to bangalore like it's 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 so commonly available and like uh, and it's good out here so yeah it's it's not an issue here though
0: dude so uh, when we came to bangalore uh, a few years ago we came for a sjjfif tournament or something and um, ashwin what was the name of that restaurant we went to that barbecue nation was
2: it no, oh, no, no. It was some other... It was uh, AB's barbecue something like that. I forget.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, Absolute, Absolute barbecue. Absolute yeah. yes.
2: barbecue. Debo, do you know that place?
1: <laughs> yes, of course I do.
0: <laughs> so, we went there and... So how, how was your experience? Yeah, So so maybe I'm wrong on this and maybe we went on a bad day or whatever. But that food was really bad. Like, we did not uh, think very highly of it at all.
2: Oh, well, it's a spoiled brand Also, you have to understand this. No, and I, and I think like
1: uh, I'm not a big fan of these uh, buffet places in Bangalore because they, the corporate culture. I, I'm guessing it's the same for you guys as well. But here, like the, like corporate buffets are so common. So everyone's serving like buffets all the time. So uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. And I'm, I'm a big fan of Barbecue Nation, but uh, yeah, actually barbecues. I think I've been there a couple of times uh, because of work.
2: But yeah, I think it's okay. My second trip to Barbecue was guess. very nice. In fact, it was recently, I think you were a ref at one of the SJJF tournaments only. Right? Very, very um, yep. This is the one where you guys did very well, I remember. Uh, but the one before that, Mohit came with me. Uh, Mohit, what was that? Why were we on that trip? What was that for? SJJF only. I think so, yeah. That's the one where you had um, had too much to drink one day. Every day. No, where you started kicking pots outside. Yeah,
0: let's not bring those things up. There was a lot going on that day. Uh, <laughs> so let's forget that whole incident and just move back <laughs> to twenty twenty. Uh, it was a bad, bad night. Um, but you were also chucking beers off of rooftops, so let's let's just,
2: uh, you were in preparation for some camp, Ashwin. I was cutting weight basically and Mohit was trying to get me to drink a beer for some reason. Okay. <laughs> I was not the most supportive. Uh, so I basically was cutting from 80 kilos to 7, to 66 70. kilos. Yeah, 66, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. That's 14 kgs, man.
2: And I was at 70 and my weight was just not dropping below 70. Okay, it was just like just not going. Yeah. And Mohit is sticking a beer in my face, a nice cold beer. He's like, just drink it, just drink it, just drink it. like, Mohit, no, I have the ADCC trials to prep for. This was in Japan. Wow. Uh, I think it was second trials uh, before the 2019 ADCC, of course. Uh And Mohit's just forcing me to drink, drink, drink. So I, I grabbed the beer and I threw it over my shoulder. I didn't throw the glass, of course, I'm not a sociopath. I threw the beer. And then one of Mohit's friends got personally, personally, she took it personally that I threw a beer and wasted a beer. Wow. (laughs) One of Mohit's friends then tried to pick a fight with me and uh, uh, her boyfriend then tried to fight me. And then Mohit got angry and then Mohit also started kicking things. So Mohit is not the best. You did just
0: tell the whole story.
2: Perfect. Great. Well, oh, it is a basically, um, uh, he's not a fun drunk. That's all I can
0: oh, Till a point, like, you know, there's always this, there's this amount, like, okay, one beer, you're good, two, you're good. And then suddenly you've had like 12, and like, oh, not so good. And then I can become depressing or aggressive. There aren't really too many, There's uh, no in
2: no 15 beers. Yeah. What about you, man? You you drink? You smoke? What you saying? You straight? Yeah, out? I yeah I drink. I drink and
1: uh, we do indulge in like the yeah, greens also.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Chalo, good uh, to know. <laughs> we can always edit this stuff out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you just well, waiting? Well, was just like waiting that lighted up.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's why my video was off. You are so pathetic, man. <laughs> and but predictable you know that's good you need predictable how many do you smoke a day Chavla? that's between me and god do you smoke before you come to my classes
2: sometimes. sometimes man i'm gonna beat your ass don't you anyway i mean no not how i should you bastard because no wonder you're always like or in another dimension <laughs> But I always manage to pay
0: attention, man. Uh, what's your opinion on this, Tebo? Uh, do you smoke?
1: Like, yeah, I do. I do. I do for sure. Uh, we I have had like uh, during during the camp itself, like I I was uh, staying staving off it like for almost a month. Uh, but then yeah, uh, we fell back to our usual routine. Uh, yeah, like Mohit, you were asking something about like opinion about just smoking up or smoking up and training. Like uh, what training. was the question? Training, right? Uh, yeah, I, for me, it definitely affects me, right? In the sense, uh, uh, especially, uh, and and you know when it hits hits you, it's it's basically when your coach has given out the instructions, and there are like three reactions that you have to drill, and then you have to like get back to your training partner too and both of you are looking at each other to uh, like someone give you a cue to start the drill. Like so, I think I think that's where we get stuck and. Uh, I I
0: don't know if Mohit goes through the same thing though. For sure, man. So, what Ashwin does is he, um, at least what he was doing when classes were on, we would do, uh, the advanced class would do about three to five, anywhere between, you know, three to six techniques. uh, All like a particular position. And then like just different setups, different entries uh, and scenarios. So, we would drill them all. And then at the end of that uh, drilling session, he would have people um, demonstrate and explain to the rest of the class. Wow. And that shit is nerve wracking, dude. Like, <laughs> just like, I hope it doesn't call me, I hope it doesn't call me, I hope it doesn't call me. Um, so, apart from that, like, to do the technique is not hard. Like, cool, yeah. Oh, this one, got it. But yeah, you need those cues. For sure, you need those cues. This
2: explains so much because there's some days when you just do your own thing, you know that, right? No, never. (laughs) Oh, dude, I'm walking past you sometimes and you forget how to make a gable grip sometimes, bro.
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Giving up all this. I've seen you doing
2: this shit, bro. What is this? (laughs)
0: I have secret grips. It doesn't always have to be, you know, you have to figure no. things out.
2: No, you but then you're looking testing at, testing out new grips. He looks at me, exactly. He exactly. says, bro, why is it not working? I'm like, Mohit, <laughs> because you're making shit up right now.
0: I mean, everyone, I mean, it's all made up, right? Like, somebody had to make it up. So, maybe, uh, what I do will be revolutionary someday. But, it,
2: <laughs> but then, don't and <laughs> say, yo, bro, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a fair point, but then I stopped. Doing that, to be fair, like now, so they were like, I have stopped asking him things. Only I'm just like, no, I will figure this out myself. Now.
2: Trial and error, yeah.
0: No, yeah, no. yeah, but yeah
2: for sure. Why don't please don't figure things out yourself? Because then the learning curve becomes.
0: Then I go and explain it to all the like white belts. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. You're supposed to do it like this. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, wouldn't you be surprised if there are like weird grips coming out of JFO's <laughs> like
2: classes. <laughs> you so, won't
0: be surprised. I'm, surprised. I know that it's I, happening.
2: There's one of your boys, uh, uh, Mohit, I forget his name, but he has copied my Instagram bio word for word. Oh man, I'll I have a word with this chap. No, that's amazing, though, bro. It's so, I mean.
0: I think tomorrow you need to screenshot that and just post it as part of your Instagram story.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's cute, man. Um,
0: who's the... Uh, Debo, who's your gym clown? Like, I am probably as close as it comes to the gym clown. You and Polkit, yeah, for sure. But, like... Mascots. Who are your... Uh, yeah, cheerleaders, mascots.
1: We have a bunch of them, actually. Like, we... Uh, Uh, (laughs) like we have our characters like if uh, like Nihal for example like he is a very serious guy like he to look at he's serious but uh, he just gets into trouble like anything like if if we so now it's gotten to a point like right now we were cleaning up the mats and everything uh, like clearing the gym if there is anything hazardous around him he will run into that, like somehow, like he will crash into things, break stuff. So we have guys from ranging from that to, uh, some other guys who are like, uh, yeah, man, like always, uh, trying out new techniques, I guess. (laughs) So, so yeah, yep, yep, yep. For sure. We have, we have a weird bunch of guys like, uh, uh, Overall, like today, today itself, we were talking about this, like, uh, like the people walking into IJJ are like, some of them are, you know, like how for some people it's natural. Like some people are like athletic and like they pick up like so naturally. And there are some people who are retarded, like in the sense, like now looking back, <laughs> like we were talking about some of our senior guys and we were like, you guys were retarded when you started, like how, we don't even know how you made through maybe...
2: No, so, like, that credits to us. Can describe Mohit Chawla?
0: I knew he was going to say this. Like, I, cannot, I,
2: I, I, I was
0: waiting. I was waiting for him to say this. I cannot, I'm sorry, Mohit. <laughs> I can't explain to you how... I mean... Uh, you know, I feel bad for anybody who I've ever tapped. Like, I honestly feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, you it, man. You don't do You problem is, you
2: <laughs> no man but oh. like uh, uh, Mohit was one of the hardest guys to train back in the day um, in fact I have had to like basically- he's basically
0: reprogrammed my whole game like he has tried his level best to reprogram everything about my Jiu Jitsu in the last three years since yeah. this decision to go to Jaipur had happened he's like motherfucker you can't go like this <laughs> Like, come here <laughs> let me teach you a few things so that you can handle yourself there
2: his game Uh, is changed though now man it's become quite good I'm just now working on him to start competing that's the next one okay
0: awesome I I don't think that's my scene like to be very honest I get hurt like walking down the stairs listen that's your personal problem Um, uh, (laughs) yeah and also my competitor's advantage so (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's a real a run, and becomes a professional problem in that case no, 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 you gotta compete, bro, I mean, see mohit's whole thing is um he's now he thinks because he's married and he's hit thirty that he's too old to do things. Can you please explain to him that he should be competing? Why do you compete? tell me honestly, theyvo why do you compete uh,
1: i I feel like it puts me in a. I'll I'll just take a longer route there like in 2018 like when I said like we had a pretty long uh, competition like year like where we we did like couple of like three tournaments and we had like good camps going on. I think it was that year when I kind of uh, understood that like doing competition just put me puts me in a like a focus mode where just the the quality of training goes up like the the information that i'm absorbing and everything just goes up a little bit and at the end of the day of course like if you win the tournament that's good like i guess that that's not so relevant but i think like because of the focused training that happens during uh a camp yeah uh, but i understand like there are people who don't compete and still in like are doing the camp like as with as much dedication for them I think that works equally well for me I've noticed that like uh, ever since uh, that year particularly I've noticed that like doing competitions uh, just puts me in a state of mind which I kind of like uh, doing like it's it's stressful I, I like uh, I definitely like ADCC like this time around like I felt like I felt the nerves and, and the stress around the competition but Having said that, I still would would want to go back and do it again. Like so, so yeah, it works for me. I think I think it's a very personal
2: thing, though. Uh, what do you think? I so my opinion is as a school owner and as uh, someone who will eventually lead a competition program. Uh, I feel that like you should have experience and you should be leading from the front. One, uh, two, you should have experiences which you can then relate. Or you can convey to your students, um, which you can't get as a coach unless you actually go out there and compete. So I, that, which is why um when Mohit and I we I mean we were planning on opening a gym right now in Delhi, I was, I told her like, look, man, um you have to compete. Um because I don't like the concept and um, how, how do I put it? The the way some coaches they don't compete. And I completely understand. It's your own thing. It's completely personal. You don't want to compete. But I think as a student, I would love to see that my coach is out there putting his ass on the line. Um, or he's leading from the front. Or, okay, this guy's been out there. He's done that shit. He can give me, he can tell me things that I could you actually use. Because he knows and he's been in the same scenario that I'm going to put myself into. So I feel as um, a gym owner, a school owner, um, if your school is only for self-defense, great, you don't have to compete. But if you are want to call yourself a, a competitive school and you have comparative BJJ classes and you have a team, if you're teaching that class, I feel you have to compete. Right, uh, and then no two ways about it. So
1: one thing, Ashwin, like, and this is like, uh, and this is such a thing, and I'm sure like most of the like whoever is listening to this will be able to relate to this we have a few guys who are like exceptionally good like they are just brilliant but they won't compete and it's not even like it's not uh i would say if i had to point one fear that they have i would say the fear of getting injured is uh is something that i feel is stopping them but don't you think that's like a legitimate fear, like? Because people are getting injured or, or do you think like a com- competitor should just take it in the stride and like, uh, understand that, like, understand the risk and still go for it. Types?
2: Well, I, I feel risk assessment when it comes to even training in an academy, mm-hmm. um, is, uh, is inaccurate. Um, uh, so you can say, okay, you might get injured in competition, but at the same time, I'd say Sometimes when you're rolling in your training and you're sparring hard, you can get as injured as you would out there in a competition. For sure. I agree. So, um, I feel that's a double standard and that's an out that people use. Saying um, that, okay, I don't want to get injured. I completely understand. Okay, you have a full-time job. You can't risk. You can't have extra risk. Um, Fine. But then I would also tell the same people, uh, when you're sparring, take it easy. Started. Don't crank on people's legs. Don't crank submissions because they'll do the same to you. So I would tell them, even when they're sparring, then to take more precautions. Where, where I mean, all the elbow braces and knee braces and the mouthpieces they can, and then take it easy at training also, mm-hmm. um, because you can't say, "Yo, listen, I'm going to go balls to the wall in training," and then say, "No, I don't compete because I might get injured." You are probably going to injure yourself in training as well if you're training very hard. Uh, but if those same people train easy, train light and don't want to compete, that's perfectly fine, man. And I respect that decision. Um, and that is actually a valid point that people have full-time professions and they can't compete because they can't afford to be injured. And that's cool. Right. That's absolutely fine. But I feel uh, as a leader of a pack, as a leader of um, any team, uh, at least my philosophy is you need to be leading from the front. Uh, your pack needs to be able to relate to you. Um, they're not going to listen to you after upon a time, otherwise. Um, win, lose, if you're willing to put it put your put it on the line, you need to get out there and do it.
1: And uh, and and I have I have two things before I forget. Like so, uh, one thing I rem- I still remember. Like this was my. Uh, first tournament or second tournament and we were like just all getting excited because for me, honestly, like all my uh, school life, I've been an active kid, but I've never competed seriously in anything like maybe like school competitions, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so Jiu Jitsu actually was like a a platform for me to actually go out there and compete. And I, I, I noticed that I was doing well. And so that gave me confidence. So so basically it's in those early days i remember one friend of ours uh, he he doesn't train now but i remember him saying this particular thing where he's like if i compete it takes the joy out of the sport i i still struggle to understand that statement though like in the sense like i i i, I will like of course if he if there is some thought put into it i'm sure but uh, do you think there is there
2: is this mindset like that though no. Um, that's what I'm saying. Um, some people and competition and stress, um, if you equate competition to stress, then that makes complete sense. Um, but for me, I take competition as so many more positives over and above the stress. Um, recognition is one, um, uh, monetary reasons for my business is two. Um, even recognition is the same thing. I mean, it goes, they go hand in hand. Right. Uh, and actually my primary reason would be setting a standard for the guys. I go back and t- teach, uh, this, I take too many positives out of it. Sure. The stress is there, but again, um, I understand that, that, um, it takes the fun out of it, that people get, some people get way too stressed out when they're competing. And, um, I completely get that. And that's a good, and that's a valid point. Um, that some people don't want to do it because it takes the fun out of it, and but my counter argument to that would be is that it is so much fun. There's nothing like it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, do- and and
1: and uh, uh, one more point that I wanted to uh, bring it out, like this tournament uh, when Rohit competed. So I had I have seen comp- uh, Rohit compete a while uh, like uh, back in the day, like. Uh, in between, for the last two years, because he was not getting promoted, and he thought like it was just like utter use, like waste of time for him to compete. He was rather focused on coaching. So, uh, some of our guys, like a bunch of our guys in EDCC had not seen Rohit compete. So, for them to see Rohit compete and how he competed like flawlessly, it was like just mind blowing for them. Like so, it just like uh, uh, attest attest to your point of. Seeing your leader out there putting himself out like out on the uh, out on the stage and like uh, testing himself out there, uh, yeah, I totally agree to that point. Like that definitely makes sense.
0: So just to add a little bit of perspective to this, um, I had never seen Ashwin compete either until this ADCC. The last previous competitions that he competed uh, three, four. Uh, years ago and a lot of our guys also I don't think had seen him compete because a lot of guys are you know two years into the academy and his last competition probably 2015 uh, 15-16 season Um, and it was fucking amazing to see him you know perform it is uh, it was a sight to behold you were there we all were there and um, at my cost if I may add uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Devesh was, uh, from your gym was a tough fight. Uh, however, like, for me personally, let's just put everybody else uh, off the table. I train with him on a near daily basis, Yeah.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: I know how how good he is. I know what he's capable of. And I try to give him a run for his money as best I can. So for me, it comes down to, that is the benchmark. That is what we all have to achieve, bare minimum. So the external vibe of competition is not a motivation for me personally. As much as it is that I have to train with Ashwinoon and I have to whoop his ass someday so as far as strong motivation goes um you know i i i get it and i i have competed i have competed in a few tournaments i have been competing since leverage started back in you know uh, whenever it did start a few years ago but the motivation for me has always been that i believe i'm training with the best some of the best guys in the country and that's the benchmark that i have to achieve and it's not to prove a third party or to the other guys in the community or whatever. It's the personal motivation is them. So if, let's say Ashwin's aspirations are to win ADCC uh, Worlds uh, or ADCC trials and then go to the World Championships, like, that's not necessarily my motivation or my agenda. It is to just train with him and try and beat him. So you know a lot of people feel like that as
2: well i think
0: and um I guess,
2: yeah. um but again <clears throat> i'm not so again i would i would um, explain that this when you open your own place and when you're leading the guys it, that whole scenario
0: with you huh? <laughs> so competition team is Ashwin
2: Hoons. i'm teaching the beginners class <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, bro no, so, exactly. So I, I would like. I mean, at least, um, at least the guys I have um invested time in when they go and have their own gyms and their own teams that they would compete, uh, win or lose, um, because I mean, there's no other way of quantifying how good or bad you are. You can say you tap this tap people in the gym and all that, but you can't tell. And he's I mean, like, I, I swept you. So I'm like hey. When did you sweep good me? job? Bo you swept me your life. Swept yeah, his ass. Out. <laughs> I swept his ass. Fuck you, bro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the best that's <laughs> like, oh, I got a sweep on him, clean Nice. <laughs> no, but um uh Debo mentioned he was in the he he was runners up actually in the absolutes. Um and Debo was what, uh twenty kilos lighter than me. Uh, so that is also I mean, he had a, you had a mad run in the absolutes, correct? I, 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 I would say I had a good run. Yeah, I liked the run.
1: And uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a fun story. Yeah, please continue. So you had um, uh, from both the guys are from RGM, correct? So, so I fought Pulkit first. Uh, second round was uh, Hideo Tarok from
2: uh, Cross strength. Train.
1: Right. Third was Sean. And uh, fourth was the finals with you. Yeah so uh, yeah so you fin- did you finish with you no i i played a very conservative game i i i just like uh, tallied up the points
2: that's yeah. smart man cuz like um i remember divesh was tired in our semi final match because he had a war with rachit before that right right um which is why i'd have after all with divesh when he was fresh i'm sure uh it would be a lot different the result probably but um Uh, Yeah, I managed to get the win from against him because um, I could hear him breathing. And I knew he was very tired after the Ratchet match. But the guy is... For how tired he was, the guy put on a performance. Um, And I know you caught Sean with an inside heel hook. Which till today, he thinks about every day.
0: Yeah, you were the gas on his fire, man, for sure, <laughs>
1: dude. Good, good. Uh, yeah, other people like even Sean has been on by <laughs> doing the same to me. Yeah. So
2: yeah, also yeah, no. he told us he was like so another one of Sean's closest friends is Amman, and Amman keeps like messing with him. He's like, yeah, Sean you him, and then so quickly. You So she keeps talking shit to Sean, and egging him. <laughs> so so if you do go up against Sean, please just inside he look him and then he we will have shit on him for months to come <laughs> uh, but
0: who That's else?
1: did you finish pulkit uh, yes i uh, with pulkit i've got an inside heel look as well yeah Damn, he left
0: man. his pulkit very carelessly Yes. Yeah. Um, I,
1: I I I became really like uh, I'm. I spoke to Pulkit a lot during COVID. Like I don't know what happened. Like he, I think he wanted a match footage, and we just started uh, chatting. Uh, yeah. Like uh, we were like both discussing the match. Like and and in the sense, like both of us agreed that like that you could you could see if you look at the video, you could see that like for a brief moment, uh, his
0: heel is just there. Like he, and, and, and he, I, and he left I, it right here. Right. Back. I was cornering that match, and oh, okay. he, uh, he he left it right here,
1: and you he got that grip, and instant tap. Instant tap. And and I and I told him like in the sense like I was so, if you like put in context like my loss just before that, and I was still not mentally in in uh, in the game. Right. So uh, so yeah like. It's like I was just looking for an opportunity there, like just to just to finish the match. Like so so the,
2: I I got lucky, like
1: uh,
2: uh, uh yeah, like no no, you didn't get lucky, Pulkit does these things. Pulkit is a basically a he's he is the funniest person to train with.
1: Okay. <laughs> he's
0: a funny guy for sure. analogy, there's that analogy in cricket, right? That bad balls still have to be put away. <laughs>
2: No, Pulkit makes some uh, some hilarious mistakes all the time. He's a clown, man. He's so funny. Um, yeah, so that's cool, man. And um, so, did you guys decide what would happen if you and Rohit won the finals of the sixty-six? No, not really. Like I knew that we will.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, we didn't actually talk about it. Like so, in the past, I have. I have had the experience though, like in, in my first tournament where uh, both guy and Nogi, me and coach like uh, closed out and uh, and we were like, okay, let's let's play it cool. And we will like put up a fight and we go in and Rohit like uh, gets me in a guillotine in like 10 seconds, I think. And I'm like, what the fuck happened there? I thought we were like rolling. He's like, no, I thought uh, we will get lost and uh, lose track of score. And I'm like, oh, okay, got it. <laughs> So
2: yeah, so I guess like I, I it would have I, ended the same way. <laughs> I had my first uh, absolute match with Aman. it ended very similar. <laughs> Did you guys plan it out? No, no, no. never. Aman, 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 was Aman would never like ever. I could tell yeah, him. He
0: Aman,
2: wouldn't Aman, do that. Aman, please come on, Aman. Let's just give it to me, bro. He would not. Like, no, he, no, was, no, no, he would have No, would and then as soon as the match would start, he would shoot. So he's is one of the most
0: sly guys we have, to be fair. Like, uh, sometimes we're just like uh, playing around. Okay, so we're doing like simulation competition. And um, basically, we, we do this thing called, uh, once in a while called, I, I guess it's called war games or what is it called, Ashwin? Yeah. So it's five, so it's five on five. You can only, you're only on your knees. You can't stand up and no kimuras or no twisting locks allowed, only chokes. Uh, but it's a 5v5 like team match on your knees. Okay. And uh, this was, we were playing this when Mike was down just before ADCC just <laughs> to like relax. And um, teams are, you know, it's chaos. There's 10 people trying to submit each other as, as a team. It's, it's nuts. And I just submitted somebody from the opposite team and Aman was on the opposite team and um, he called a foul because I had just taken a step up or something and Ashwin, Ashwin was refing. He's like, Oh, Moet, you got to sit down when you can't, you can't stand up. Cool. So I went down to my knees, just looked back and I thought I'd get like a, a bump slap, something fucking, he just arm drags me straight into a rear naked <laughs> choke squeezes the life out of me. I'm like, holy shit. And... Like uh, he he does. Sneaky
2: so Rod moment, I guess. Sneaky <laughs> he he's a sneaky guy. Um, so exactly to answer your question, I could fix any match, any match, but not with Aman. <laughs> One because he would probably agree to it. Two, I wouldn't believe him. <laughs> and three, just as soon as the match started, he he we clapped hands. We didn't even bump fists, and he shot. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, He, 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 he'll do that. nice <laughs> man. Um, cool. Uh, Devo, I think we've been on for an hour and a half. That's uh some really good uh, conversation we've yeah. This is a good one. Having. So, a- any final thoughts from you, man, on the upcoming tournament? Anything you want to share with us? Um, Anyone you
1: want to call out? Uh, not really. Like, uh, <laughs> i I'm really interested to. Uh, uh, train and compete with all of you guys, uh, especially uh, in my division. Um, I keep forgetting his name. I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, Was the know. other guy in our division? Arnav. Arnav. Right. Like I've seen him. Like he has been putting out a really good show. So I'm really looking forward to train, compete with uh, uh, him as well. Uh, Sean, of course, is competing. Uh, Aman, uh, I haven't trained with him, but uh, sounds like a fun guy. I'd love to compete with, uh, compete, train with all of you guys. Uh, I think uh, I'm really looking forward to, this is something we have not done, I would say ever, like at least me personally, is go out there and cross-train, not at cross-train necessarily, but uh, uh, train with you guys and and even at cross-train, like uh, a bunch of good uh, friends there as well. so i really look forward to getting like getting that kind of training going and uh, competition scene i am not really worried about because i think with your leverage coming up and uh, hopefully other people also starting new uh, stuff like uh, the opportunities will be endless hopefully uh, so i am not worried about being getting to compete because we are out, out there we are the front runners right now so uh, i feel all of us will test uh, ourselves against like the best guys uh, but i definitely want to uh, experience like uh, training at different places training with competitor gyms and and being able to leverage that right ah, ah, there it is. so,
2: so shout out to
0: 411 fightwear as well the official sponsors of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Someday.
1: <laughs> someday, yes. For sure.
0: All right. Awesome. Devo, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, Thanks, stay man. healthy. It was a Best of luck with your training. We'll see you.
1: It was a pleasure, guys. Uh, catch up soon.
0: See you. Bye.
1: Bye, bro.